I, I still, you know, it's funny. I, I still, you know, um, struggle with my purpose, which is which is crazy because you know, honestly, I'm, I'm an artist, somebody that, that has toured and traveled. I made records, and and I always ask them, like, you know, what is my what is my purpose? It's, it's to help, be of service, right? And and that's what you know I try to aim for as much as possible every day. Welcome to the show that drops in on people's moments of clarity surrounding their choice to not drink. I'm Kate Madry, and I'm so happy you're here. Sobriety is like a thumbprint, and just like your skincare routine or your self-care routine, everyone's sober care routine is very different. By the end of each conversation, you'll leave with a little bit more insight to help guide you while building your sober care routine. This is a clear-headed podcast. This conversation is maybe one of my most candid conversations I've had yet. It's with Jamil Rashad, also known as Boulevards. He's a recording artist, super talented, and we really dive into so many things. I don't even know how to summarize all the places we go. Let's just dive right into it. I'm very happy to be here with you. Um, I feel like even though this is only... I guess technically the second time we've talked that I feel like I know you from social media or just from like our last conversation. Um, But I want to start with the way that we always start, which is if you can take me back to the moment where, or moments, you know, leading up to your moment of clarity surrounding the need to become sober, what was that like for you? when When I go back and think about, you know, when I reflect about all the times that like I wanted to get sober and I couldn't get sober because as an alcoholic, you know, like an addict, we want to be happy. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the way that I coped, right, was was drinking, was drugs, you know, was, was lying, was being manipulative, you know, like using people. That was my way of coping with my own trauma, my own personal issues, my own insecurities, you know, so... You know, when I when I started drinking in college, it obviously it progressed from parties, it progressed from just going out on college nights, you know, thirsty Thursdays, yeah. all this yeah. stuff. <laughs> you know, and, you know, because you want to be accepted, right? You know, uh, a lot of us addicts and alcoholics, we we have issues with wanting to be accepted, trouble of fitting in, really social anxiety, those things. So we we drink to, you know, feel comfortable, right? You know, and, and, and you know, it, it, it's like I got really deep in it that I've, I find it my I found it myself really pushing a lot of my really great relationships away right really pushing people away and then obviously you know a, a lot of the foundation comes right you know from wanting to get sober and being sober is obviously my relationships at home you know strained relationships at home whether it's with a, your partner whether it's with your, your father your parents your sister that's a lot of where it starts right so, you know, not being aware of that and know how to cope with that, you know, I went through a lot of like different relationships. I, I traveled to New York, you know, the, geograph- the ge- geographical change, you know, I, I left Raleigh because I wanted to get away because I wanted to, I didn't want to deal with my mom's bigger than me. I didn't want to deal with, you know, close friends here in North Carolina. So, I, you know, let me go to New York where I can, you know, just, I can still tour my music and, and, and just drink yeah escape <laughs> you know, accountability to a certain degree yeah escape accountability yeah. right you know run run away from like 
my demons and things. Obviously, that didn't work. I came back. You know what I'm saying? Went back up again. You know, but but I, I think a lot of the, the moment of clarity for me is when I was in a relationship and um, I obviously, you know, was was about to build a life with this person. And I realized that I couldn't do it because I was such an alcoholic. You know, I was just so sick, right? You know, I go back to all the times, you know, at the time when my, my, my father, you know, found me, you know, you know, drunk and, and, and him being emotional about that situation and him telling me that I'm sick. I'm like, I'm, I'm not sick. I just... I just have, I just drink too much, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, me, you know, falling on the, on the subway tracks, in New York. Still after that, I didn't learn my lesson, mm-hmm. right? I just drank too much, mm-hmm. right? No big deal. You know, I cut down two DUIs, totaled my car. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, cheating on this woman, doing this, these things, lying to my friends, right? You know, yelling at them or like, you know, doing whatever that, that toxic behavior is, it's an alcoholic that we do, you know, uh, pushing people away. I got tired of it, you know, and, and that, was, that was the point where I, I knew because I also, there were, there were people that I knew that was sober, people on their journey that I wanted what they had. I saw how happy they yeah. were. It doesn't matter if they were, didn't matter if they were in, you know, the, you know, AA program or just people that just stopped drinking or sober. I wanted what they had, right? Because I saw that, like, I saw how, I struggled with depression. I saw I struggled with my my addiction. I I struggled with my what they call it the ism, mm-hmm. right? You, you know, I, I I struggled with that, and I got to a place where I was just emotionally bankrupt, you know. And I reached out, you know, to a guy, well, actually, a girl that I was working at this shop here in Raleigh. You know, this is probably like 2017 ish, and I haven't seen this girl in forever. We used to party. Down in, you know, when I went to UNC Charlotte, we used to party, you know, and um, I always call her every time I see her, we text every once in a while I see her. I'm like, I always call her my angel because she's basically saved my life. If she wouldn't have walked in that store, I probably would have still been out drinking because I saw how happy she was. Something looked different. And I remember I was like, I was like, um, you know, so what's going on? How you doing? And she was like, you know, nurse, you wake, you know, at the, the hospital. And she was like, well, I'm sober now. And I was like, that's what it is. She had something in her eye that I was attracted to. Um, and I wanted to have what she had, right? And, you know, I remember one night I had like a nervous breakdown, right? Just my anxiety was, you know, killing me because I was still trying to figure out. At that time, I was just white knuckling. I, I, I didn't know how to get sober. I didn't have any tools. I didn't know how to cope with what I was going through. So like white knuckling, just drinking was just all I knew. She recommended a guy, um, you know, I met up her. Well, I met up her. She she agreed to meet up with me that night in like this place called Cookout. Cookout similar to uh, In and Out okay. Burger. She got yeah. You know, so like a, so she met out there with me. We sat on the on the curb of the sidewalk. And I remember I was you know crying. You know, say I don't know how to get sober. I don't know how to do this. Like you know, what do I need to do? And she recommended me this other gentleman. Oh, which is funny, this gentleman I went to high school with, right? I went to a guy I haven't seen in like 20 years, in 2002. <laughs> and this guy, I go I go meet him the next day at a coffee shop and I'm crying, begging him, how do I get sober? That's crazy, yeah. right? That's crazy how things full circle works in yeah. life, right? A guy that I used to, a guy that I went to high school with, played around with, you know, we had graphic design class goof around and this woman that I, you know I used to party with you know that I, I tried to like you know 
you know, we, we flirted and all that stuff. I tried to hit on her, you know, whatever. But we just became good friends. And obviously, we disappeared because she she was in her addiction. I was in my addiction. And we disappeared. And then all of a sudden, I see her in the shop. She had something that I wanted. I reach out to her. I find her on Facebook. She meets me. And then, and boom. That was basically, that was the moment right there that it happened to me. And I always call her. I always tease her. I was like, I was like, like you my angel. You know, because if you would because basically, you know, my that God, you know, whoever you call your higher power was working. That's him. That's working right there. That's faith. So that gives you that. Right. You see it like you see it. It's like that's undeniable. Like you can't ignore it. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. reason it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it is interesting how everything comes so full circle when you're like living in your purpose or you're pursuing your purpose, your higher purpose, your higher self, your higher like what you can be it sound like you had gotten yeah. there um you mentioned well mm-hmm. i mean go ahead well no no go ahead <laughs> it's about, it's about well I, was, I mean you know I, I still you know it's funny i still you know um struggle with my purpose which is which is crazy because you know honestly I'm, I'm an artist somebody that has toured and traveled i made records and you know i'm also I'm a runner as well too and you know, um, it's funny because I'm I'm actually doing the steps. I'm in the middle of doing redoing yeah. the steps in the with with new sponsor, and and I always ask him like, you know, what, what is my what is my purpose? I don't even know. He's like he's like, well, your purpose is to it's to, to do the next right thing and help another alcoholic. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that that's what your purpose is. You know, that it's it's to help be of service, right. right? And and that's what you know I try to aim for as much as possible every day, is you know to, to try to help another alcoholic, somebody that's in need, somebody that is struggling, somebody that is suffering, because I once was that person, yeah. right? I once was that, you once was that person that was suffering, that that knows what it takes to get sober, that knows what it takes to stay sober, you, you know, and... um. I mean, it's such a big question, yeah. like, what is my purpose? And I do know, like... Yeah, yeah. You know, going back to how you said and explained so well that alcohol was like your coping mechanism and I think that everybody even if they even if they're like listening and they maybe don't identify as an addict I think at one point or another we can all probably relate to the fact of grabbing a bottle to cope with stress or anxiety or even Mm -hmm. honestly like coping to celebrate where you say oh it's my birthday I'm gonna what do I how do I mark this good accomplishment of another you know year on the planet it was it was it's like the elevator effect right when when things mm-hmm. are up right i'm gonna still celebrate you know when things were down i still I, you know i that's where i, totally. I coped right so you know i didn't know how to have relationships i didn't know how to have relationships with my mother my father my sister you know healthy relationships with friends and healthy relationships with yeah. women right you know so when, when when i when i couldn't do those things and when i didn't know how to do those things what i look forward to was alcohol or drugs that was that was that was what I instead of me running away from my issues and, and and trying to have these relationships with these important people in my life I I went towards the drink and the drugs and and all that stuff because that's what basically made me feel good that's what basically yeah you know uh I think it's I mean, easy. Yeah, I, mean I feel like it's accessible. Yeah. It's there. It's marketed to us. It's always like shown that that's what the solution is. But I, what I love about what you just said, which is so vulnerable and true of like, I'm still trying to figure out my purpose. And some days you wake up and I mm-hmm. do too. And everybody out there like wake, 
is going to wake up, whether you're still drinking or whether you're sober, and you're still going to have heavy questions. You know, those aren't answered off the bat when you get sober. You're not getting sober so that you have all the answers. You're getting sober so that you have the clarity to see the answers when they're presented to you. And the work is still important and the journey is still important. And like, I think Mm -hmm. being honest and starting to, you know, have those vulnerable conversations of like, yeah, I'm not like totally perfect just because I don't drink anymore. Like I've worked through a lot of things, but there's still a lot of things I have yet to work on. And, and Mm -hmm. that's what life is about. I mean, going back to what you said of like, what really pivoted you to really start looking was your understanding, your acknowledgement that you weren't capable of having a future in the way that you wanted to with the person you were in a relationship with at that time. What did that look like for you? As Did you see it as a spouse, as a parent, as just a partner, a friend, I mean, I, or everything? I, I think it was both. I, I think it was everything because I was, cause obviously, you know, you know, if, you, if your relationships at home are not healthy and uh, if you don't have a foundation with things within your yeah. family, that's going to burn over to your relationships with your partners. Yeah. It always does. It always does. It bleeds over. It bleeds over to your friends. It bleeds over. And I and I always wonder. I was like, why can I have not have like, why can I not mm-hmm. commit? Why can I not commit to these women or, you know, to, why do I push people away? Why why do my trust issues cause people to run away? And that's the ism. That's the alcoholism, right? That's you know that that's what's causing these people to push away and you know it's because a lot of it is it's not even about you know drinking and the using you know because alcohol is is a sickness right it's a a disease we know you know and addiction is you know and you know we talk about always the isms and always the if onlys As as an alcoholic we always talk about well if only he did this well if only my boss did this and if only this because that gave us an excuse to drink the if only, right. <laughs> if only, if if only is right, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it was Kate. I mean, you know, me being being afraid of being a good son, because I always felt like I was a piece of shit, right? Because I, I put these people through so much pain, right? Putting my mom through so much shit, like her paying for my lawyer fees, like rehab, all these things. And I told her, like, but like, you know, and then I did not see my sister flourish, nurse. Get his, and I'm the one that's still trying to make his dreams come true with his music shit. But obviously, I struggle with alcohol and business. Like, yeah, I felt like a piece of shit. Like, I didn't, you know. And then all these women that I've obviously, you know, let down and, you know, were in these crazy toxic relationships. You know, I didn't know how to have a relationship with these women because I know how to have a relationship with my mom. Or yourself, my honestly. Or <laughs> you yourself. Because yeah, commitment myself, starts well, too, with committing yeah. to yourself and your higher self. Yeah. And I was. Yeah, and I, I didn't, I, and then I, and I couldn't commit to myself until I basically yeah. got sober, right? I realized I was like, yo, I'm tired of fucking surfing. I'm tired ty- suffering. I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of being like so much in pain, mm-hmm. right? Like that was what I was tired of. I was tired of being, you know, emotionally big. Tired of, you know, eating ramen noodles every day, but still going spending money on alcohol. That's what I, you know, I, you know, that's what I did. That was, I thought that was normal. That was my ism. Yeah. That was my ism. Thinking that just normal. Thinking like, oh, I can just eat one slice of pizza here, you know, ramen noodles, and then go out and like spend hundreds of dollars on alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is that, that's what that's what we used to do. That's what we thought was yeah. normal, right? You know, we don't we didn't want to have normal meals. We didn't want to be normal people. You know what I'm saying? You know, like we we didn't want to do that. You know, we we 
just did it. And um, that was, I mean, I, that was my experience in, as far as dealing with my uh, my disease and, and, and getting sober. And, and it's, it's still a okay, it's still an yeah. ongoing journey, you know, like, because now I'm chasing, now that I figured out how to stop drinking, now it's the emotional right. sobriety. Because those feelings, I mean, it's <laughs> so heavy. It's the through line in all the conversations mm-hmm. that I have. It's like, uh, you know, I think I said, I said this on another episode and, and it's just, it really is so true. Like you're not getting sober to get numb. You know, if you wanted to be numb, you'd still be drinking. You're getting sober to feel and to learn your feelings and to own your feelings and to control your feelings and to have a say in not only how you feel, but how you make other people feel because. And you know what else, Kate? Learning how to have connections yeah. with people. Because alcoholics, addicts, we didn't know how to have connections with people. God, <laughs> We're terrible. We're terrible at being like intimate with friends and people and family. We're, we're terrible. We're afraid of that. We run away with it. And that's how, and how so we cope with that. So where are you in that journey now? Like, what's your comfortability with intimacy and, you know, being vulnerable? I mean, I still, you know, I, I still... I still, you know, struggle with that sometimes. Yeah. I'm, I'm a human being, right? You know, I, I, I grew up in a household where talking about emotions and talking about feelings was a sign of weakness, right? When I when I used to talk to my, um, and like I said, my, my parents are awesome. They're amazing parents. This is not, Absolutely. I'm not bashing my parents, right? You know, this, this is the way they brought me up, you know. Um, you know, if I, if I was getting bullied by somebody at school or I had a problem with a girl, I couldn't talk to my parents about that because I felt like I was yeah. being weak. I felt like I was judged, right? You know, if I was, you know, talking about not making a team or something, I didn't know. I Right then, I didn't know how to cope with that stuff. I didn't know how to talk to my mother or my or anybody about mm-hmm. those things, right? Now that, like, I'm sober going in five years, I'm still learning how to do that, right? It's still... You know, I, yeah, I was. It's funny. I was talking to my sponsor today. I was like, "Man, like, I was thinking about you know all the relationships that I've had with certain women, and I think about the one that I'm in now. It's like, this is like the only really like healthy, like proper relationship that I've ever had. Because most of the relationships that I, I you know, had before, obviously, I was afraid of commitment. Or it was just kind of like, let's just have sex and kind of just date and kind of do these stuff. It wasn't like let's commit and like let's right. build a union. And now, like you know. I'm learning. I'm still learning how to have a connection yeah. with her. I'm still learning how to be a partner. Still learning how to be supportive, because you know us as alcoholics. I mean, mm-hmm. I know you have a partner, right? I know you know. Well, yeah, as, as addicts, we were mm-hmm. so self-centered. We, you know, we 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 worry about our stuff before anybody else. So it's it's learning how to do the next right thing and being supportive and being there for her. And you know, even even my mom. I mean, you know, my mom. You know, she she wasn't a drinker, but she suffers from alcoholism in the way that alcoholism yeah. was in her family, yeah. right? So that's the bleeds on her behavior, like the worrying, letting her worry become right. my yeah. worry, right? And, you know, still it's, it's in trying to learn how to accept my mom for her. Like, I know my mom cares. I love my mom, but this is just her, sh- this is just her shit. <laughs> you know, so, so, I'm, so I'm learning, I'm still learning that, right? You know, I'm still learning how to trust. That's a big thing, right? Because even in my own, like, you know, even in the professional world, even with friends, I still struggle with like uh, trusting people and letting people in because I'm so quick to withdraw, right? So quick to like go and be isolated. 
you know, because us, you know, as alcoholics and addicts, we love being isolated. We love, we, we, we enjoy being alone because we did it for so long, drinking by ourselves, using, doing all that stuff. Like we did it for so long, right? And sometimes that could still feel normal to me. But now it's, it's, you know, how it's translated over now. I mean, it's, it's, it takes yeah, work. It does. It takes, it takes serious, serious work, you know, to, to change, to want to be better, to want to be better for yourself, to want to be better for the person around you. You know, I, you know, I, you know, it's funny. I started going to therapy and that's, which is crazy. Like that has helped me tremendously as well too, because I realized like, obviously for me, I'm in the program, you know, um, going to meetings and still working with other men and going through the stuff still that wasn't enough for me i need to also yeah. get professional help you know, because i suffer from depression and all these things so i need to learn i need to know why why do i i wanted to get to the root of my problems right and i don't i don't and i hate you know i don't trauma is real right but i don't want to like i see a lot of people use it sometimes as a crutch a lot like they kind of abuse that word um because you know i, I wanted to understand why I wanted to get to the root of my issues, why I couldn't trust, why was I always pushing people away? Why can I not commit to relationships? Why um, why, why was I always living in fear of what people thought about me? I've always wanted to get, and it always goes back. And I hate to say it, my therapy talks about it, my sponsor talks about it, even people in the program. It goes back to your childhood. Everything does, yeah. it's crazy, right? It's like, and you don't want to, and I, I, it took me a long time to accept them. Like, why? Well, I mean, my childhood has no effect on me right now. I mean, like, what happened yesterday that has an effect on me. My child, like, that's my childhood. That's years. And then you realize, like, whatever thing happened with your parents or uh, somebody at school or whatever or whatever you had going up, that still bleeds over to your adult relationships it's, now. Life is a recipe. It's it doesn't crazy. matter when you add the mm-hmm. you know spoiled ingredient or where or what time. I mean, it can go back. To at the beginning, if the bowl is dirty that you put the first ingredient in, like you're gonna feel that dirt in the cake that comes out of the oven later. Like you just will. Um, I really love that you're still learning. Like I think, you know, my theory and what I've seen from talking to people and having my own experience is that, you know, sobriety for everyone is like a fingerprint. It's really different and evolves and it changes and and it's it's important because as we change in our lives and in our careers and in our friendships and our relationships, like the things that we need are going to be different. So on that theme with vulnerability, and I know you just touched on it with your current relationship and like how you're still learning <laughs> of like being vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, even 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 even, even learning like to like – you know, obviously, Kate, you know, you, you're in a relationship. If if your partner does something that's bothering you, you kind of not being withdrawn and shutting down and telling that person how you mm-hmm. feel that is bothering her, right? I still yeah. struggle with that, right? Because cause so, cause all my life, you know, I didn't, I either was afraid of being judged or I was told, you know, just handle your own relationship with yourself or the way I dealt mm-hmm. with it was drinking, right? So now I'm in these relationships, you know, relationship with my partner or, these been in relationships like now it's like I have to like I'm learning to like tell people how I feel and not being afraid of being vulnerable not being afraid if there's an issue not being afraid of being uncomfortable right because when you have uncomfortable talks when you they, they usually it's yeah. a positive outcome when you have 
uncomfortable talks with either somebody you work with, whether it's a friend, whether it's your partner or a family member. A lot of the times when you do it, if that person obviously is willing and open-minded to listen and have an adult conversation, yeah. right? Because <laughs> some people don't that, you know, usually yeah. that's a great outcome. And I'm, you know, and I'm still learning that with, you know, my partners like to even like, you know, to discuss how I'm feeling and discuss about, but also listening to and connecting and, and listening to how she's feeling and, and listening how, you know, that it's, it's something that I'm still like learning and because like I said, you know, as, as an addict and an alcoholic, we figured it out. I know how to, I know how not, mm-hmm. I know how not to drink, but do I know, but do I know how to have yeah. connections with other people? Do I know how to mm-hmm. trust? Do I know how to not, do I know how to not stop worrying? Yeah. You know, because, because, because when I worry, Right, I'm playing right. God, right? So how does that pivot? <laughs> I mean, vulnerability you mentioned obviously is a hurdle in, you know, romantic relationship, but in terms of career, where are you at with vulnerability in a professional manner and how does that impact your artistry, you know? Well, I mean, when it comes when it comes to songwriting, I, I try to put, you know, as much as myself that I can into my writing, into my art, you know, whether it's, excuse me, like whether, you know, with Electric Cowboy, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, I was a kid, I was always really big on comic books, right? I don't really, really tell a lot of people that, you know what I'm saying? But like, my, my, I used to beg my, my dad to take me to the comic book stores every Sunday. I used to go to the grocery stores and like collect, like, it, I, as a kid, I steal the cards. <laughs> the kind of books and like because i also was an artist i drew like that's what i like to do so like i, I showed that love on this record it's electric cowboy record right you know my love for comic books and black exploitation and black western that was my love you know so i try to put myself as much as i can into my my records and into my music not just the songwriting but everything from yeah. the whole package you know right but as, as an artist you know we it, it's funny man because you you want everybody's success of being an artist is different, right? Well, it's whether it's selling a billion records, a billion streams, selling out every night, uh, making a living off of it. Um, As I get older, Kate, you know, as much as I love writing music, as as much as I think I'm great at it and I'm going to continue to be, get better at it and obviously performing and, you know, I, I also wonder what do I want more? Do I want to like have a stable home life or do I want to like have a successful career in music you know I still battle with that you know and people might ask why can it be both it can be both but if you look at a lot of times the great artists out there they didn't have great relationships all the people the ghosts Michael Jordan Tom Brady Prince Michael Jackson Mick Jagger all these people we talk about we like we love they have trouble at home. Yeah. You know, they're great, but they but they they struggle with relationships, right? And, you know, obviously I struggle with relationships, but I'm I'm getting better and learning. And, you know, when it comes to this music stuff, man, you know, I, I still as much as I love it, I love performing, I love touring and all the sacrifices that I that I've made and continue to make. As you get older, you like you you want more of a stable a stable life at home. So is that kind of like your day to day question now? Of like, is that what you're toying with? Yeah, that's 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 yeah. It's funny because me and my sponsor talk about it all the time because you know he said when he was in his five years, he was he was um his first five years he struggled with that. You know he whether he wanted to go to Nashville, you know he never had a stable 
uh, home life growing up. So the things that he wanted the most was like a stable life rather than like being this musician, going to Nashville, writing country songs, you know, being like, you know, he, he realized he wanted to be with his wife and have that foundation and that union more in doing that. I still struggle, you know, I still struggle with it because obviously I've been I an artist all my so life. I think it's so hard. Like know? I'm an, I'm an actor and I am an artist too. And like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure so many people who can, who are listening to this can relate because when you have an artist's mind and an artist's heart, I mean, it just, it is who you are. It will always be with you. There is not anything that you can do on this planet that won't have your own Mm -hmm. creativity in it because it's just, it's our purpose. I really think our perspective Mm -hmm. is our purpose. But I mean, I'm also just, I'm curious, like when you're thinking about this heavy idea are you thinking about it like you have to make a choice and you'll stick to it? Or are you thinking about it in like time blocks? Like for the next year, I'm going to focus on relationship and put career on back burner. Or are you thinking like for the rest of my life, I'm going to prioritize relationships and not pursue the career? Because that's so often like it does go hand in hand with sobriety one day at a time, right? Like, it can be overwhelming mm. to make big choices when you think about it on the entirety of your life. Hey. Yeah. And, that, and that's why I can't make totally. those choices alone. Okay. I have, I have guys that I talk to that are, you know, in the program or I have people that, that even in my program that are sober, right. That kind of have totally. similar experiences. Right. I, I talk to my sponsor. So like, so when it gets to that point, if, if it does, and when it does get to that point, I will have them to help guide That's me through it. that situation, right? They'll help me get through. They'll yeah. help me get through it, right? Just like they like just like he's helping me to get through, you know, what I'm going through right now with me, re, me, re, me rebuilding my relationships with my my family and my you know my partner and obviously you know with the other people around me, right? Like that these people are helping with me, you know, go through all that stuff. And I think that's the most important thing, man. I think, like I said, as 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 addicts and you know. You know, we, we we're artists. You and you 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 you're an actress as well too. But I think at the end of the day, our purpose is to be of service, right? To help somebody else that is suffering. You know, to do the next right thing. That's that is most important. More than you saying your lines and me going on stage. You know, that's the most important thing. And I think people outside of, you know, I guess normal people, they have a hard time understanding that. Yeah. You know. You know, it's it's a it's it's a, it's a not I'm not, I'm not saying it's a struggle, but it, it, it it's 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 taking some yeah. work and it's still taking work. Like I, for me, I have to go to therapy yeah. like twice a week. I have to my sponsor once a week, sometimes more. Like that's part of the work. That's part of doing the right thing. That's part of you know you know trying to find the tools to deal with life, to deal with relationships around me, right? To deal with when things don't go my way. You know, how do I react? Yeah. And how do I respond? Right? How do how do I react to somebody's negativity, right? Like, because even because like I said, even in sobriety and like we're clear headed, right? We're, we're people that are we we stop drinking, we figure that out. That's not good for us. That's not serving us anymore. But how can we be emotionally, yeah, sobriety yeah. sober, right? You know, yeah, we're like changing okay. our behavior, right? That's that's. It, it does it's, it's take, time. To, it takes time. I feel like it the theme time. for this conversation has been so genuine and 
and honest because I really feel like the theme is like we're still working on it. Like I think that is the theme, still working on ourselves, our passion, our sobriety, and like you'll you'll never stop working. And and I don't think either of us really want to stop working. No, I I don't I I don't because obviously I want. I, you know, I want to get married. I want that. I want to be able to have a successful career. I also want to be able to have a, an amazing relationship with yeah. my my family. You know, right? Those are those are things that I want, right? So, but I, and, and all those things starts with me continually yeah. doing the work and doing the next right thing. Because if I don't do that, then I'm going to go back out. Totally. You're going to go back out, right? You're going to go back out, and we're going to we're going to we're going to go back to our old behavior, yes. go back to our old ways. Yes. You know. Well finishing up this conversation I'll ask you my last question which is if anybody out there is listening and and wants to add a resource or a suggestion what would be your tool for them to add to their sober toolkit mm. that's a tough question Kate because everybody has their own thing um you mean, are you referring to people that are either trying, struggling, trying to get sober, or people that are actually either sober one? Right I now? think e- either one. I, I think the best—I don't want to be redundant, but I think the best tool that you can have is somebody that's in recovery or somebody that's sober is helping the next person totally. that's suffering. Be of service. That is, that is the only. That is being the only thing that I can think of. There's no way. I mean, obviously, you, you can meditate, you can run, you can write, you can do all these other things. But, like, that's where it starts. Yeah. That's where it starts, is being a service and helping another addict, helping, helping another alcoholic, and, and, and you sharing your experiences, right? Like, I'm sure there's people in L.A., I'm sure there's other actresses or actors you might know that suffer with alcoholism. I'm sure you do. Because we're, we're in an industry where people, we see it. Like, we're in it. Like, music, or, you know, entertainment or acting, it's all meshed together, right? So I'm sure you have friends that probably ask you, like, hey, how do you do it? Like, how do you how do you stay sober? You know, I'm still, I mean, and, and you know, what we what we do is we, t- we tell them our experience. And that's all we can say. We, we tell them our experience. We tell them how we did it. And then they could take that grain of salt and take that knowledge and use it however they yes, choose. I agree. I love you that. Know. You know. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for your time. For more guidance on building your sober hair routine, head to clearheaded.co or follow us on Instagram at clearheaded.co. <laughs>